When life as you know it is flipped upside down, we struggle to make sense of it all. Why would a good God allow this to happen? Hi, I'm Sherry Pilkington, your host of Finding God in Our Pain. In early 2018, the deepest questions of my life erupted when I unexpectedly lost my husband of 32 years. Since then, I've searched the heart of God for what He has to say about pain and suffering. In this podcast, we'll discover how God enters into our pain, shepherds us through our darkest valley, and out into the green pastures once again. I'll bring you firsthand stories from women who will allow us into their authentic struggle, along with professional advice from experts, counselors, and others who can speak to what it looks like to navigate pain. Join me as we discover God's answers to the deepest cries of our shattered heart. Hello, and welcome to the podcast episode of Finding God in Our Pain. I'm your host, Sherry Pilkington, and this podcast is a division of the blog, A Life of Thrive. While the blog strives to find the beauty of Christ in everyday life, the podcast format opens up a conversation about finding the beauty of Christ even when our lives are flipped upside down. Through an interview format, you'll hear firsthand stories of women who have walked through the darkest days of their life, and they'll share what it felt like for God to meet them in their pain and what it looked like for him to gently shepherd them through their valley and out into the green pastures once again. In addition to personal stories, we'll hear from therapists, grief counselors, pastors, authors, and others who can speak into the pain with solutions, insight, strategies, and various ways we can use to find healing for our shattered hearts. Who among us is not familiar with the fact that life can be very painful? Either you're currently enduring dark days, coming out of a difficult season, or getting ready to experience something that will leave your heart weary and tested. What I hope you find in the 45-minute to one-hour podcast episode is encouragement for your heart to invest in one more step for you to take the next breath. I want you to know you're not alone. I especially want you to know that the God of the Holy Bible is willing, able, and ready to enter into our pain with us. He will not leave you alone to figure it out. The unique thing about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, is that they will not ask you to ignore your pain, hide it, act like it doesn't exist. You will never hear him say, get over it, suck it up, or deal with it. He longs to guide you through the pain, to experience it, to process it, to wrestle with it, and the goal is for you to find peace because of who God is in relation to your pain. Prior to launching this pilot, I had the opportunity to talk with several women, each with a unique story of how pain entered their lives, flipped everything familiar upside down, and what God had to say in the midst of it all. I talk with Christian women and will be sharing their stories as they allow us into their authentic struggle with things such as suicide, incarceration, birth defect, cancer, blindness, murder, chronic illness, and more. While I enter this conversation from the personal tragedy of the unexpected death of my husband, I have learned that any time our expectations in life become life-changing, a death takes place. The death of one's vision, health, trust, marriage, dreams. When everything you thought you knew is ripped away, we try to make sense of it all. My husband Larry was a few days shy of his 53rd birthday, and we had been together a little over 33 years. He left for work that morning. I talked to him at lunch, and he said he didn't feel well. He said he was going home, and I told him I'd be home shortly. What I didn't realize was when he said he was going home, he meant his home in heaven. I don't think he did either, but nonetheless, that was the home he went to. When I look at that day, some of the things I'm thankful for is that I knew where my husband was. Some people 
don't know where their loved one is. They've gone missing and they hold out hope of a beautiful reunion. I knew immediately where he was and the fact that there would be no reunion on this side of heaven. My husband's death was not at the hands of someone else. No one was careless, suicidal, or plain evil. Larry did not harm anyone else in his efforts to get his truck in a field and out of the road where there are no shoulders and the ditches are big enough for his truck to easily fit in. It bothered my heart that my husband was driving alone, but I could find comfort in that someone was at the side of the truck within minutes. While my husband would not acknowledge or respond to the young man, nor would he unlock his door, it gave me comfort that he knew someone was trying to help. This young man called 911, broke a back window, and climbed through. He did all he knew how to do to comfort and assist my husband. Of course, with the finality as it is, I'll give focus to the fact that Larry's next breath was with Jesus. Something I think of as a personal love note to me from God himself. There are several roads my husband could have chosen to drive home on. But when he passed from this life into life with Christ, he was driving on the road, land of promise. The land of promise was the real home he was headed for. My husband passed on February 21st, 2018, the same day that Billy Graham passed. If you knew my husband, you knew that if you needed anything, all you had to do was mention it to him, and either he had it or he knew someone to connect you with. You'd often hear him say, I know somebody. I smiled to think he arrived into the gates of heaven with Billy Graham because I have no doubt he thoroughly enjoyed being a benefactor of Billy's reception into glory. In the last two plus years, the God of the eternal heaven has not only met me in the difficult days of my life, he has spoken the most beautiful things in the dark. It's revelations like this that I want you to discover with me through the stories of women from around the world who have walked in your shoes, who intimately know the pain and the struggle, who have the same why questions as you and can share their experiences with the hope that you find encouragement for tomorrow. Here are just a few of the beautiful things God spoke into the darkness that enveloped my days, my heart, and my mind. He does have something to say. He does enter to, into our pain. And when you come out on the other side into that beautiful green pasture again, you will not be known for your pain, but for the incredibly transformational love of a father who intimately knows death, stared it in the face, and rose victorious. When God overpowered the grave, death bowed its face in the dirt. And no matter what it looks like, and no matter what it feels like, the truth is death is still bowed low in the dirt at the feet of the victor, Christ. Early on in my grieving process, when I was overwhelmed with trying to make sense of everything and giving God all my why questions, there were two pivotal moments that comforted me. More importantly, they quieted the struggle of my heart. One particular time I was rolling over and over, why God? And in my painful demanding of an answer, I heard this soft, tender voice, Sherry, some things simply belong to me. And I'll tell you what that gave me. I could lay down my argument, and he loved me enough not to answer me. And here's what I mean by that. In his great wisdom, not only did God have an answer to my question, but first and foremost, he knew there was no answer he could offer me. He knew I would not receive what he had to say because what I really wanted was to change the outcome. I didn't like that my husband was gone and I wanted him back. I wanted my expectations replaced and to continue as planned, I planned. And he didn't answer me because in his deep love for me, he knew I wasn't equipped for the answer. An all-knowing, all-present God has the answer to my question, but rather than tie a weight around my heart, he chose not to give it to me. I compare it to this. I remember when my parents got divorced, when they told me it really, it really caused a lot of anxiety and fear, 
even adults have difficulty navigating divorce. So, you know, a kid has zero ability to process this horrible information. So I tried to make the best of it on my own understanding. I had more questions and answers and a lot of fear and confusion. I simply did not have a reference point in order to have a firm grasp on things. I'll take it one step further. It's one thing to know your parents are divorcing, but what happens if one parent wants to tell you why they're getting divorced? Now you've moved from the inability to get a firm grasp on things into a realm of information that you have no authority over, no input, and no influence. What are you supposed to do with that type of information? It's nothing more than a stone tied around your heart because there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. The second thing God did for me in my early grieving process I was really pressing God. Maybe I was looking more for an argument, although I don't remember being mad. I remember a pain that felt like it was going to swallow me whole. And in that pain, anger erupted as an outlet. I know God saw that too, but he never shamed me or turned me away. I never felt his displeasure, only his peaceful presence. It felt like I would unload all my pain and it would simply vanish. He could take my verbal assault and in that moment, my pain, it evaporated. This one time in particular when I was having an especially tough day, I was telling him, you're God. You saw it. You knew it. You could have stopped it. And I heard the Lord speak. And I don't hear audible words, but I feel a conversation come together in a way that I don't have time to imagine it or put it together. It's just there in my head and in my heart. He said, no, I didn't stop Larry's death, but nor did I lift my hand to stop the death of my only son so that you too could be reunited with your loved one again. That truth injected a beautiful peace into my suffering that I hang on to to this day. It was a truth that has settled deep into my spirit. I have said it in my heart that what is lost to me is found with Christ and that with God there is no death. In him, it is life to life and nothing in between. What God showed me next took me by surprise. There were two things that I never imagined were that incredibly powerful, submission and worship. I have to admit, they were not two words that I thought were powerful and life-changing. My belief about these two verbs prior to the death of my husband was that one was very difficult, submission, and the other very passive, worship. Once my heart had made peace with my why questions to God, I was able to submit to his authority over life and death. I can only fathom the weight of having to decide who lives and who dies, certainly not me. So I submitted myself to his sovereignty, and I worshiped him because he is God, the I am, and I am not. I now understand what the word means when it says God inhabits our praise. His presence was strong and beautiful, kind and tender. He would lead me into the next day as I opened my eyes to the dreaded reality that was always waiting just beyond my consciousness. He'd give me the strength for the next step and the next breath and the next decision. He knew me. He knew my pace. He would let me rest when I needed more time. And then he'd know when I was ready to move forward. Sometimes small steps, sometimes good progress. That valley seemed so dark, but he was never scared. And he was intimately attentive as he guided me through it. One breath at a time. One step. Worship. Repeat. Something else that God revealed to me that I cannot stop sharing with people. When it comes to death, no one really knows what to say. We send flowers and cards, make donations, or drop off food. It's the only way we know how to show others that we love them and that we grieve with them. But I have to say, none of it will ever make a difference when it comes to the root of the pain of death and loss. For me, it is and always will be the separation from Larry. I miss him. I miss his laughter and his sense of humor. I miss his smile and his touch, his words of affection for me. I miss him. Because of that, here's what I can't stop sharing with people. That pain that I feel 
that anyone feels when they lose a loved one is a mere shadow of the pain we will feel living separated from God eternally. Not only will we have the pain of never seeing our loved one again, but the pain will be for eternity. No relief, no promise of heaven, of God's eternal goodness, and definitely no reunion for our loved ones for eternity. For me, it was very kind of God, extravagantly gracious of him, to allow us this small glimpse into the window of the type of pain we will live with forever apart from him and our loved ones. And I'll wrap up with these two things that God continues to heal my heart with. And let me preface it with this. I need to be real with God. If I'm in relationship with him, I have to know that what I say matters to him and that he will not reject me. And that's what I do with him. I'm not disrespectful, but I am authentic with what I'm thinking and feeling. I mean, why hide what you're thinking when he already knows what it is? And besides, he knows when I'm looking for an argument versus genuinely seeking his answer. So I don't play games. I give him my heart and he gives me his. So I was talking with God, reminding him that I chose to respond to his invitation to be my savior. I was his. I'm not fighting you, Lord. I accepted you. But if I'm being honest, part of me wants the VIP treatment. I don't want to know this pain. But now that I do, I feel very vulnerable now that something evil has indeed come near my tent. And he's spoken to my spirit and he said, no matter what this broken world throws at you, Sherry, I'm writing a bigger love story with you, just you and me. So I want you to remember God is writing individual love stories with each of us. Divorce, bankruptcy, chronic illness, suicide, birth defects, murder, incarceration, blindness, cancer. It doesn't matter. There's a bigger love story being written between you and your creator, the one who loves you beyond the galaxies he's created and back. In short, sweet woman, it's all about his presence, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death brings us face to face with him. I'll close with this. When I think about my role as Larry's wife, throughout our lives, we are given certain titles, and those titles give shape to how we fulfill those roles, wife, husband, son, daughter, Mimi, Papa. Relationship brings our imperfections to the surface. At the very least, they challenge what we think and feel about the various aspects of our lives. And be it good or bad, they change us. But I think we make a grave mistake if we let them define us, mainly because we're imperfect people, but also because those roles have a definite beginning and end, even if the ending is due to our death or the death of our loved one. Our relationships will never be the single story of our lives, the imperfect, beautiful, complicated, joyous, pull my hair out, amazingly beautiful love story that Larry and I wrote together pales in comparison to the overwhelming, breathtaking, redemptive, never-ending love story that God's writing with me as an individual. And it's the same for you. God gives you his presence, and he writes a one-of-a-kind, living, moving, breathing, heart-racing love story with you, his beloved. We were created for relationship, and relationship is also where we experience our deepest pain. Whether with those whom we do life with or the one who gave us life, we're given opportunities to draw close to God's heart and discover who he is in tragedy, heartache, mistakes, and failures. And it's through this podcast, Finding God in Our Pain, that I want every shattered heart to know they're not alone. God speaks beautiful things in the dark. So sweet woman, I look forward to sharing this journey with you so we can live, loved, and thrive. Thank you for your time and for sharing this experience with my guest. I hope you have found encouragement for today and a deeper revelation of God's heart in the midst of pain and suffering. 
We'd love to have you as a subscriber to Finding God in Our Pain so that you can be connected with all my guests as they share their personal experiences and professional knowledge about pain and suffering. And because this podcast is a division of the website, A Life of Thrive, for more information and the various ways you can connect with us, please visit the website, alifeofthrive.com. I look forward to sharing more transparent stories from the hearts of women who intimately know what it means to have all that is familiar to them flipped upside down, their authentic struggle to make sense of it, and what recovery and healing looks like. Till then, sweet woman, remember.